0: Hey, it's the podcast. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna do this serious. We're gonna we're gonna just go all the way. We're gonna dive deep. Just messing around. I don't know why I do that at the beginning of podcast just because I'm awkward. Like I'm an awkward dude, but like I like being awkward. So it's like I'm not gonna never I'm never not gonna be awkward, but it's like a conscious choice to be awkward. So I suppose... If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you like people who are awkward. And that's cool, because awkward people are cool, in my opinion. So I think I'm hip and nice and chill. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, um, got some really cool new music that came out this week. Um, This next one, Billy Wilder, they put out some tunes. And uh, upon some research before the show... I realized uh, the front man is Avi Soloway, who's actually my cousin that I uh, I haven't met but have always heard very good things about. So amazing! And <laughs> I've been jamming out to his music for like a week now. Um, this song that I'm going to show you came out two days ago, but the first song I found by them came out like two weeks ago and i've been listening to it for like a week and a half and just realized like oh i'm related to that guy so uh very cool billy wilder is just spectacular it reminds me of um a mix of like leonard cohen and dr john it's just is so interesting um check this out the song's called sahara Excellent. This is a cool jam. Um, The Leonard Cohen, Dr. John influence is more uh, definitely a lot more noticeable on their other track that I am blanking on the name, and I'm going to look it up right now because you need to hear it. Santiago. Now, that came out two weeks ago, and it's amazing. And Sahara came out uh, two days ago which is the one I just showed you, which is essentially just an instrumental jam, but it's just uh, the guitar work is super interesting, and there's a lot of dynamic in it that doesn't, um, that's unique um, in listening to, you know, just instrumentals in general. You know, they're not like just your... They're able to pull off an instrumental track without just sounding like your average jam band. It reminds me more of, like, a, a me without you than a fish, so it's just really spectacular. Um, so I, I much... I would... <laughs> Greatly prefer me without you to to fish, <laughs> any day of the week. So, uh, anyway, spectacular, spectacular work, uh, Billy Wilder. That's B-I-L-L-Y, like like the name, and then the last name W-Y-L-D-E-R, Billy Wilder. They only got 220 subscribers on YouTube. Get on there, subscribe. They are gonna blow up. I guarantee it very spectacular uh vintage like sound it's just it's really retro when i heard it i it, it literally reminded me of like it, like music from like twin peaks or something like that and i just loved it and i was just listening to it cuz i loved it and i had no idea <laughs> that i had any uh personal relation to anyone in the band so it's very very interesting so regardless next up um the paper kites Very cool band that I enjoy a lot. Put out another song that's like just moving and uh, very interesting. And they're awesome. So make sure you go support and check them out. The Paper Kites featuring Amanda Bergman, who is a Swedish singer-songwriter who's just awesome. So check this out.
1: Strangers, I couldn't.
0: Um, When I was listening to it, I forgot it was the Paper Kites And almost was like, sounds like Natalie Merchant Is this new Natalie Merchant music? And then I went back and I was like, oh, I've already saved this song It's the Paper Kites Yeah, smoke some more weed, why don't you? (laughs) I don't do drugs Weed's not a drug Oh, I don't know what we're talking about Anyway, Paper Kites, amazing Uh, Crossfire is the name of the song featuring Amanda Bergman Yeah, Swedish singer-songwriter The song sounds amazing. She sounds like Natalie Merchant. Uh, If you don't know who Natalie Merchant is, just go look her up. And when you hear her voice, you'll be like, oh, her. Okay. She's all over the radio in the 90s. Uh, Yeah. Regardless, the Paper Kites Crossfire featuring Amanda Bergman. Super awesome. Super chill. It's a vibe. If you want to get in your feels, if you're on a road trip, this is a good one for the car for sure. Next up, completely different than uh, the last track. Completely different than Paper Kites, for sure. This next one is by a band called Sullivan King. They're on Hopeless Records. They put out a track called Venomous, featuring Spencer Charnas of Ice Nine Kills. And it's just super catchy, and the production's huge. And it's awesome, and I love it. So I've been jamming the heck out to this, so check it out
2: you got the key of the lock on my mind and shut the window to the world that's outside shadow the glass, if it keeps me alive I don't feel down you may- It's fantastic.
0: This is just, what, what a cool chorus. What an awesome chorus, great vocals, great production. This is an excellent song. I'm super stoked on it. Sullivan King just absolutely crushed this and Venomous is an incredible track and uh, Spencer Charnis of Ice Nine Kills absolutely killed his part. Um, he, he's going real low in the bridge there and then he's uh, coming back up and singing a kind of like a, just putting a slightly different tone in the chorus with a little more attitude and swagger, and I just, you know, is awesome. I can't wait to check out the rest of what Sullivan King has to offer. So, amazing. Next, Rob Zombie put out a new track under Nuclear Blast, and it is awesome. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, like, I put on my release radar sp- uh playlist and i just kind of do stuff and i kind of like don't really know who's playing i so so i'm like honest with myself I'm not worried about who the artist is i'm just like listening to the song and being like honest with myself like regardless of who it is oh do i like this <laughs> and uh this i thought was machine head at first um which was silly i realized afterward because if anything like I don't know. Who would have inspired who between Rob Zombie and Machine Head? That's a interesting timeline question. I don't know. If you, um I should I didn't even think to research that beforehand. No, oh, but regardless, uh this song's awesome. Rob Zombie absolutely crushed this. Um I'm not trying to say that anybody copped anybody's style. That's not I know that, that what I just said seemed indicative of that, but that's not what I um was saying. I was saying that it just reminded me of that was reminiscent but obviously they're two very original spectacular artists in both of their own rights uh machine head and rob zombie that is so uh but i don't know i I like rob zombie a lot better and regardless this is cool it's like um I've never heard, it's like I've heard a lot of Rob Zombie songs and he's always kind of ahead of his time a little bit and with this one he's kind of like blending with the like state-of-the-art production right now and it's uh, with his old sound and tone and I just I love it. It's spectacular. So this is Crow Killer Blues, Rob Zombie. in my like in my bluetooth headphones uh earlier which are not nearly as high quality as my studio monitors and just hearing it in the monitors oh man the oh the production quality the production value on this track is unbelievable oh sounds huge he sounds huge drum sound huge w- like some of the production that's going on there actually sounds you know more modern than what I've ever heard in anything close to this genre, uh, like some of the like the transitional, where his voice kind of goes robotic and there's like a synth under his voice. But what is that? Like that sound was amazing. I, I uh, it's hard to do little tidbits of songs that I rewind because then I got him. You know go and find the specific little piece in the mp3 so that you're not just hearing a terrible terrible uh degraded version of it through my microphone um but otherwise i would totally rewind and reference what i'm talking about but if you go back and you hear uh the transition from where it goes like that, that awesome just like doo 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 that awesome riff um in the verse and then it kicks into the chorus but in between that transition his voice kind of goes robotic and there's this little synth under there and it's just such an amazing modern incredible sound that i'm just like nah, i haven't like come across that yet and that's just so awesome rob zombie's awesome if you don't know who rob zombie is i don't know who you are okay because I mean, like, that's actually true, because I don't think I know anybody personally who doesn't know who Rob Zombie is not... And when I say that, I don't mean that anybody who doesn't has anything wrong with them. I'm just... I'm just literally stating a fact. I I don't think I know anybody who doesn't know who that is. Unless, you know, under 40. We'll, 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 We'll give it that. We'll make it easier. We'll make it easier. You know, regardless. Next up, we got... Ooh! Um... This song is awesome. This guy is awesome. I don't need that. <laughs> but uh, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forget that not everyone's watching the video. So and that's totally cool. Um, but I had a flannel on, and I just threw it across the room because it's, it's getting hot in here. So I'm taking off all my clothes. Not really. It's just like, you know, I was, I was a little warm, and I had it on the chair, but I didn't hang it properly. So it was just bugging me and I just had to whip it. Good. But to anybody watching the video, I'm sorry. I had to re reiterate something that you literally just watched me do. But yeah, moving on. Um, this next song, this guy, (laughs) Oh, wow. This rapper is amazing. He's just like, I I know, uh, please anybody who's not a fan of rap, don't run, don't run just because I said the word rapper. Okay. Cause like he's, this guy is just, I can't wrap my head around this person. Very uh he's obviously well read. I think I said that in the past podcast cuz I shared his his song Clouds last week. This is NF, of course. If you just type the letters NF into Google, this guy is trending hard enough that he will definitely be the first thing that pops up. Um Detroit rapper. <laughs> kind of looks like Eminem. <laughs> For sure uh but doesn't like he's got his own style for sure he's got very moving lyrics that kind of speak for themselves and he doesn't have to like go too overboard with his flow in order to be extremely impressive and moving and it's just really awesome and cool and i i love this guy nf is really cool so n f lost featuring Hobson, ah oh, man, in hobson 's verse on this is probably one of my favorite things i 've heard from Hobson in general now i 'm not like <clears throat> i haven 't really delved too deep into hobson 's material his his um he 's not really metaphorical enough for me he he really dives into some really specific personal stories. And most of them are, like, you know, like, I feel terrible for him, but they don't, like, really, they're not things I've experienced. So it's not, like, something I relate to um, a lot of the time. Uh, But when it comes to NF, he's just really metaphorical and able to do that. And then Hobson comes in and has a verse that's, like, like that in that realm. And he's totally capable of that. But Hobson's obviously found what works for him and, like hell yeah dude like like you're so successful and amazing and talented and it's like i love your flow and everything you know but it's like it's not as metaphorical as like a wu-tang wu-tang's like my favorite ah love it i like i like you know i love nwa too but also again you know another group that i can't i can't relate to the lyrics and it's like you know wu-tang um you know they're not really direct it's like you can apply it to everything killer bees protect your neck like everything that's like it's not just living in um a specific area or specific scenario um and that's kind of more what nf is like and that's why i really like nf quite a bit so nf
2: lost this is so awesome. Self-awareness, pride and yes, I like to wear it. Buttoned up, don't like to let no in. with a pair of gloves that I hope doesn't perish. I discovered, though, when I get holes in them and I let joy in, I'm in higher spirits. My mistakes are like a screaming parrot, just repeating lyrics. I can barely bear it when I'm lost. Road is narrow. I'm looking down it like a gun's barrel. Aren't we all searching for the serum that could help us breathe and leave our state of peril? All of us have made defensive scarecrows that we scatter around our fields and treat like heroes when they scare away the things that we should cherish. Cause we're too embarrassed to admit the fear is that we're lost. Yeah, but what does it matter? I get too combative. Inside of me is a personal canvas. The pain can be flat. I get messy when I start to get rattled. The heart of a savage and quiet when I lurk in the shadow. But something on that up. I don't wanna be overdramatic, but look at the data. It's obvious that humans are fragile. We tend to get mad at the ones that call us out, but the fact is we need someone. That I'll be honest when we fly out that handle I admit I throw a fit when I begin to unravel Keep my wit been off the grid but now I'm back in the saddle Mine intent is not to rent, I like the own what I value I can take you on the fence to maybe pick up the paddle I like the roll against the current, that's the way that I travel Opposite consider what the greatest got the brain of a rebel Take initiative, I'm diligent on every level I never could settle, I like to keep my foot in the pedal Yeah, I love the pack arenas and all But what I really wanna do is learn to handle my thoughts And put the reins on them, show them I'm the one that's the boss And pull them back when they get out of hand, I'm breaking their jaws I'm taking the flaws, they told me I could never evolve Then pull a bane on them, ask them oh, you them, in charge you ought to know better ain't no way around it applaud the traits that i want they say i can't afford what it costs but i, 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 I manifested I, this Failings, how you grow and learn your lessons kids take the worst and try to make the best of it because when you fail just know that it's a test in it. you can learn to pick yourself back up again and train your brain to not be such a pessimist it's okay to make mistakes just don't forget that there's a higher. but i skip the exit when i'm lost wow
0: Like, I don't know what this guy is on, but like, please give me some. Oh my goodness. I just, he makes me want to make beats and he makes me want to rap. I, like, I, I literally haven't felt that way since I watched,
2: uh, <laughs> this
0: reference is, I don't know, it might go over a lot of people's heads, it might not, but, like, since I watched Eminem battle, uh, Falcon <laughs> in, uh, 8 Mile, because, yeah, the, the actor who played, uh... And, and Clarence's parents have a real nice parent. Clarence, the uh, the rapper who is like ultimately who... That's who's playing Falcon in the uh, Avengers movies. That's eventually going to be... Uh, there's going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. So the guy who's going to play Falcon on that Disney Plus show that everybody's most likely going to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's... Uh, but regardless, yeah, so... When I was like, you know, what, fifth, sixth grade, everybody was like, yo, did you see 8 Mile? Oh, yeah, I saw 8 Mile. Yo, dude, there was a sex scene. Like, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, man. <laughs> Bunch of 12 and 13-year-old kids crazy, don't know what the hell is going on. But regardless... Um, yeah, that movie made me want to rap even though like at that point I didn't even know I like had any musical inclination or like had really done anything other than took a few drum lessons and been really terrible at that. Uh, and uh so this listening to this guy for some reason sucks me back into that feeling back then when I didn't really know what it was and it just, I just like seeing it made me want to do it. And everybody like, you know, in my school was just talking about it. Like in, uh, you know, it it was, um, eight mile was really, like a phenomenon in music that kind of occurred in that time period when I was in grade school that just kind of shook the whole foundation of everybody. Like everybody was talking about it. Everybody. Um, because this rapper had a movie made about his life and you know obviously it was kind of like a dramatization but i mean well i mean from what um he says in his music just kind of his whole life it kind of seems like you know you never know how much of it is painted for dramatization and how much of it is real but um regardless that yeah is very interesting and uh, that it's just interesting because NF is from Detroit, Emin- Eminem is from Detroit, and just like them kind of both conjuring that same sort of feeling, but like within, you know, but I mean decades apart from each other. Uh, it's just very interesting to me. So regardless, NF, very cool. Check out NF because uh, he's cool. And uh, you should listen to that song because Hobson has a verse, and it's amazing that he does uh, after that. And yeah, so anyway... That's what I got for you for new releases this week. Next up, Boston. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Boston is the historical shout out, one of my favorite bands of all time. This song's awesome. Don't look back, just check it out. we This band so much. <laughs> Do you hear I mean like if you don't hear why? Just we no, I'm just kidding. Don't don't leave. I'm just kidding. Um Brad Delp is probably one of the just best singers I've ever heard in any form of rock and roll music. He's the main vocalist of this band, of course, and like I don't know if you heard like just the range on these guys. Both main and harmony it are just, I, I, it's unbelievable what they were able to pull off on these records and just to have it sound so perfect in that time when they weren't like they didn't have auto tune or any of that stuff. Like this is insane. This is uh, unbelievable. And it just even from the time when I was, you know, four or five years old, and my dad showed it to me for the first time, and I just remember being up uh, like blown, like just like. Uh, like he had shown me so much music and it didn't really stick with me in this one i was like oh who is this whoa like you know him and th- boston and bob seeger really just kind of stuck with me very much um but just the vocal melodies just in the eagles too because like those those harmonies are just what what like uh, but this is a band where they just pulled things off in this time frame where you could not fake talent or or modify talent or do anything to it other than just show it as for what it is, that is uh, really unbelievable and impressive. And I've always loved this band. They've always been one of my favorite bands of all time. Brad Delp is a spectacular singer, and rest in peace. He, he, he did pass away a few years ago, unfortunately, which is so sad i I would have loved to have picked his brain i would have loved to have talked to that man um they just they have and obviously they love boston that's what they named their band and they were essentially supposed to be the the, their story is spectacular they're supposed to be a studio band and (laughs) they had their label give them like a ton of money like a lot like a huge advance to make their record And they told their because they told the label they were going to record with some major famous producer in LA, and they took the money, (laughs) pocketed it, recorded it in Boston themselves, sent it in, and the label believed that it was from the major producer (laughs) because they had done such a good job. And I mean, listen to it, like it's spectacular. It's just they they are spectacular. I love this band so much. I can I could never say enough good things about Boston. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. So, uh, yeah, if you want to know where I get, if you like Fathom Farewell, if you like anything that I do, like just a lot of it, a lot of my influence. I mean, like Maynard, James Keenan of Tool and a Perfect Circle is my favorite singer of all time. But Brad Delp in Boston was definitely one of my earlier influences, even like far before him, Um, and. If you want to learn how to sing, listen to Brad Delp. Because if you can do what he does, you know how to sing. Regardless, Boston, oh my god! And I can't do what he does even yet. Not the way that he did it. He's the way the the comfort he had in the range. Of the just the high notes that most men would have to strain into like a, a falsetto or whistle tone to touch. And he does it with his chest like effortlessly as if he could throw rasp on there like Chester Bennington and not even think twice. I, I just I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. So it's amazing. Next up, news! Deftones announced a limited edition tequila. This is cool. This is really cool. The White Pony tequila. I love tequila, so I mean, I may just have to. You know, what's it going to cost? Is it ridiculous? They made three thousand 000- seventy-five dollar. Not really. It's like not that much more than a bottle of Patron. That's really awesome. What a cool idea! I love the Deftones. That's so cool. Awesome. Oh, this next story is so cool too. I'm skipping the Grammys. If you if you want to know why. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> I'm not talking about that here. Regardless, like I researched the music news, you know, before I hop on here, but yeah. Uh we're not gonna talk about that. So um Mike Patton sings the theme for the upcoming uh Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game. Now this game looks cool. It looks like uh it looks kind of like a side scroller like Turtles in Time, which is awesome. I mean, like if you if you're an old school video game fan. Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, was one of the best games on Nintendo 64. Uh, no, Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, super Wow. Okay. So yeah, Super Nintendo. And uh, I had a Super Nintendo back in the day. I absolutely loved that game. I loved every Ninja Turtles game. I loved Ninja Turtles. Like, before the age of 10, Ninja Turtles was my, my everything. It's was my life. But Then after 10, music was my life. But yeah, before that, Ninja Turtles. And... Uh, my question is, though, this game is like a side-scroller. It looks like a Super Nintendo game. Why don't we have, like, a, a Spider-Man-level game for Ninja Turtles? Why does no one care enough to make, like, an open-world, amazing-looking Ninja, Ninja Turtles game? Like, what the heck? As, like, an old-school, like, just, like, all the way back to the OG Ninja Turtles fan... Like, having seen all of that stuff all the way through everything, just because that's like, I started looking at it when I was two. So it's like, obviously, now as a 30 year old man, I'm still like, oh, dude, Ninja Turtles, yeah, like if I'm honest with myself, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not like, I don't bring it up at random, but, you know, unless I'm in a podcast talking about myself. <laughs> Regardless, um, this game looks cool. I'm going to check it out. It's coming out for the Switch. Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I'm gonna definitely try it out. Mike Patton of, no, of Faith No More doing the theme. I did check out the reveal trailer. It showed the theme. Awesome, awesome. Mike Patton sounds awesome. The theme sounds awesome. Better than it's ever sounded. Super stoked. Um, but like, please, video game developers, please give us like a like a, a Marvel's Spider Man Miles Morales level version of. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles with the four playable characters. Like, please, and let us play Splinter. Come on, like, let's go. Like, let's be serious, please. Okay. Regardless, article in the description. This is so cool. Um, <laughs> next up, my computer yelled at me. It told me that the middle class musician may be a thing of the past. I am a middle class musician. Now, uh, this is a, a pretty involved topic. However, um, I don't want to go too deep. But what it's essentially saying is that musicians were forced to strictly rely on streaming. Now, this is technically true for most musicians. However, like for me personally, I had worked very, very, very diligently to build a very dedicated network of places that I could play regularly that I know would put enough money in my pocket before the pandemic to pay my bills. I was able to maintain enough of them through the pandemic that, uh, with UI not paying, like UI was there, and but I did the math and it was significantly less than I would have made if it wasn't for the pandemic. Of course, you know which is what most self-employed people can say in general. But yeah, regardless, um, I was still able to stay afloat because um, I had enough of the places that I had regularly that were either able to accommodate playing outside or were able to um, have enough space inside where I didn't have to come within 20 to 30 feet of customers. But uh, I think that this is kind of just proof that touring and becoming involved with live gigs regularly as your full-time job and not just as like your side hustle is like the only reason I was able to do that is because it was my full-time gig for two years before the pandemic hit. So had it not been my full-time gig for that long, I would not have been able to stay afloat. I would not have been able to stay in my apartment that I love in Providence that I had just moved to two weeks before the pandemic hit. And um, so it's like when I ever had people trying to, Like, give me crap about going to work when there were every precaution that you could imagine being enforced to a T because these places will get shut down so much quicker than an essential business. So they have to enforce it. And um, people that weren't, that were there, people that were there were always happy and have nothing bad to say. You're not going to find a single person who came to any performance that I've done throughout the pandemic. Like, every single one has been CDC, like, everything. I wear a mask literally every second while I'm setting up every piece of my equipment, uh, no matter what. <laughs> until I am singing, until I am literally, like, everything is turned on and tested and ready to go, that's when I take my mask off, when, my, when I am in front of my microphone and I'm not moving within six inches of my microphone left or right, front or forward. And I know everybody else is like 20, 30 feet away from me. So it's just, it's so frustrating to have had people trying to give me trouble for having gone to work when they're not, they're not talking to any of their other friends like that about going to, to work. Um, just, just because I'm a musician and I, I, To be a musician at that level, I had to work extremely hard. So it just, it hurts to see people that I once respected ever talking to me like I'm anybody else other than someone who's just going to work because I have to in order to do it. And I would have never done it. And I did not do it, ever, when it was not legal or had every single cdc precaution and i know that most people listening to this have got all the faith in the world in me because you wouldn't have listened 40 minutes into my podcast if you didn't have faith in me so i feel terrible that i'm saying it to you like this but i just really want to make clear that i i don't care (laughs) about performing because of me i care about performing because i just the the reactions that I am able to get from people recently means so much to me, and what they say to me about what it means to them, I'm like, I have to do this. This makes you happy. This makes you feel better about your nonsense, whatever you're dealing with. I have to do it. It makes me feel better, too. So maybe it is selfish. I don't know. But regardless, I would never do it unless I had every single reason to believe that it's safer than every, any other public place that is legally Open. I would never take a risk with anyone's life or health. And uh, I love every single one of you, like, very much. Everybody who's a part of the music scene. Like, there's nothing that can't be worked out and eventually forgiven. Like, especially that happened over the quarantine. It's so ridiculous that anybody holds any grudges over anything that happens on social media in real life. Because social media is not real life. And every second that you're spending believing that it is, is a toxic moment in your existence. So, moving on. (sighs) Rock Am Ring is cancelled. It's sad, but they did what they had to do. You know, um, UK festivals sold 170,000 tickets in three days upon announcing their dates. And people were like, oh, no, it's too soon. Why are you doing that? They're doing it because before the pandemic hit, a lot of people bought tickets. After the pandemic hit, 80% of those people did not ask for refunds, still have their tickets to whenever those dates are refunded. So when they book these festivals... They bring money in. They know they're going to bring money in. And they know they're only going to have to give back a slight percentage of it if they have to push back the event. This gives them money for the overhead for when the event does actually happen. So here it is. Proof. Rock Am Ring is one of the biggest festivals in the world. They pushed back because it was not safe. So hopefully, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't mean that every festival will do that. So I mean, like, I'm just I'm hoping that people don't question so much. Like when somebody like a super professional organization organizes a festival, because we need these organizations to exist. We need these people who know how to throw massive festivals, which is a gigantic undertaking that is so underrated and how difficult it is to put together. Uh, it, it takes it takes a year. Like, we usually anyone who throws a real festival, the Day after the festival ends that year, they're already planning next year, if they haven't already. So it's like, it's just such a massive undertaking. and It's so underrated, but they care about your safety. It's like, I'm sure a lot of the people running festivals are good people, but take comfort in the fact that even if they weren't, they need your money. (laughs) But like, seriously, people in music tend to be in music successfully because they're not bad people so it's it's uh i don't know people seem so concerned about the music industry there's so many other things that you should worry about more than that but that's my opinion and if you think i'm wrong i'm totally open-minded and will hear what you have to say i'm totally game uh next up new orleans is allowing indoor music for the first time since pandemic started so that's um This goes into the percentages of COVID cases in New Orleans and why they chose to do that. Uh, The the article, of course, in my description. There you go. Um, Nine in 10 English musicians say their mental health has deteriorated throughout the pandemic. This is also an article I found. um, I'm sure that a lot of people can say That that's the case, you know. If we look at the statistics of just people in general, not just artists, it's probably you know a slightly lower percentage, but probably not by that much. Um, We need to believe collectively that everything is going to be better. I believe that every day, and I think that every day, and I know it every day. It's going to be better. Everything's going to be better. Everything's going to be, we're going to find a normal and we're going to go back to not having to worry about the virus because people are going to be vaccinated. And, uh, I'm very, I, I treasure the thoughts, the genuine thoughts that I can put in my head that I can believe of that because I miss not having to worry about it so much. Uh, <laughs> Last story: Ozzy Osborne has begun using an airsoft gun at his house <laughs> to relieve his uh, stress about his mental health and about his physical health, and uh, of course, you know, just what he's been dealing with. <laughs> that is awesome! <laughs> I would love to play airsoft with Ozzy Osborne. Like, come on, dude, let's go! He's probably going to just whoop you. He's going to destroy you. But, like, I would take that whooping with a huge smile. i like, dude, let's go. You shoot me in the forehead. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, you're Ozzy Osborne. Yeah, he's awesome. Regardless. Okay, Charity of the Week, Wildlife Conservation Society. They save endangered species uh, and help make sure they don't go extinct. So please donate to the Wildlife Conservation Society. If you care at all about the chubby unicorns. I have a shirt on that says save the chubby unicorns with a rhino on it. So you do the math. It's pretty great. I love you so much. Bye. Oh, girl. We all spoke too soon.